1: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Hoff.
0: I tell you, folks, as I look at the things to discuss today, it is, uh, well, I mean, it's both entertaining and terrifying, being honest here as I'm checking out, uh, I mean, listen to this, I got Pelosi threatening to enact the 25th Amendment, Biden refusing to answer basic questions as to whether or not he wants to pack the Supreme Court, should he be president of the United States. We've got Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who was uh, targeted by a group of individuals who were apparently either motivated by or working with or some such thing with the militia group. We've got comments at her press conference that she made uh, basically blaming Donald Trump for inspiring this action. Uh, the debate has been rescheduled. Trump says he wasn't going to. the Not long after this program wrapped up yesterday, I saw Trump uh, on, I want to say, was it Maria Bartiromo's show, somebody's show on Fox Business, say that he was not going to do the debate because he's not doing a virtual debate questioning whether or not Biden would have a, an earpiece in, so... Uh, the powers behind the curtain could influence or to well, actually just tell him what to say. You know, we've got odds here behind the curtain, but she's not feeding me anything into my ear. She's just telling me when it's time to take a break. Biden, Biden may have a teleprompter. <laughs> Biden may have an earpiece if there's a virtual debate. That thing would have looked, by the way, would have looked like the Democrat convention. Is it my turn to talk? Wait a minute. What? Trump, oh, we lost Trump. Oh, wait, there it is. He's back. Where'd Biden go? Biden's looking at his teleprompter. Anyway, and that's just uh, a bit of what is going on uh, today. So starting, by the way, welcome. Email Todd at dot is where you can share your questions, your thoughts, your adoration and praise will also be accepted there. And it is good good to be here, even though um I, I mean we knew it was gonna get this way. <clears throat> Excuse me. We knew it was gonna get this way as we moved ever so closer to election day, which is now just a little bit over three weeks, three and a half weeks, we'll say, away from today. Of course, many of you can already vote uh, in this state, in our state of Indiana. You can certainly uh, do that now. Early voting is underway. Some folks may have cast their ballot by absentee ballot, and others uh, may be planning to vote here in the next couple days, or you may wait till election day. But no matter what, Your vote is supposed to be cast here in the next three and a half weeks. I say supposed to because, again, I've learned that the way that we know this election is over and that all the ballots have been counted based upon what the media is telling us in the Biden campaign, we'll know that this election is over and that all of the votes have been counted once Biden is declared the president. God forbid that from being the case, but... Once that is declared, then we'll know that all of the votes have been counted. You know, if Biden were to win on election night, projection so that Biden wins again, I hope this is not the case, but let's just say that it is the case on election night. Biden is declared the winner. Suddenly we won't be talking. I'm just telling you they won't talk or have any questions about how many mail-in ballots will be coming in. That'll be over and done with. It also could be over if Trump wins by enough to out you know to outnumber the potential mail in ballots, although that's even questionable because I put nothing past these jokers. We've seen through what has recently been released. Uh, Trump declassified the notes written by Brennan. It doesn't matter. There's no curiosity in the media. No curiosity about what these jokers, what these Talking about uh, – I saw Jeffrey Tubin of – what is he, CNN? I don't even know where he is. doesn't matter. Some radical leftist media figure saying that Trump, saying that Biden and Obama should be prosecuted for uh, their role in this attempt to – I don't know, to undermine the election in 2016 to further this false narrative. ...about Russian collusion so that they could protect Hillary and her hidden email server from being the focal point in the news. Trump said that they should be indicted and prosecuted. Tubin is all upset about that. of course you shouldn't use political office to get political retribution for your political enemies, political foes. Of course that's not the case. But you also – just because you are someone in politics doesn't mean that you are immune immune from um, the consequences of breaking the law. Now, if you're sitting president, there's a whole question about uh, when that can transpire and how that all should take place. But regardless, the bottom line is you should not be able to use, uh, become immune because uh, you say, well, my opponents are politically targeting me. And you shouldn't target your political opponents, but we should focus on justice. There's a concept that would be nice for America to return to at some point. But I want to start here today. And there's so many things, places to start. I want to start here with this thing with Gretchen Whitmer. I want to talk about this just for a moment. Gretchen Whitmer, mayor of, excuse me, governor of Michigan. Um, rat, I mean, leftist. I mean, she's a basically Acted like a totalitarian when it comes to COVID and what she can do, uh, the powers that she's given herself, and so forth. But it in no way, shape, manner, or form justifies a group of individuals planning to um, kidnap her and possibly, possibly to harm or even, God forbid, kill her. It's, we're still getting, I guess, information about this exactly as to what was being planned but she actually takes so just to be clear that is bad i completely condemn that i don't it doesn't matter this shouldn't have to be said in 2020 but i think it does it doesn't matter if the target is donald trump barack obama joe biden Someone in the Harris-Biden campaign, someone in the Pence team, the vice president's team, someone on the Trump administration, it doesn't matter who that person is. They should not be uh, – this. we should be able to say this is uni- uh, universally bad, universally bad. The thing is I have to say that because I feel like some people would cheer – If Trump, I really, they're radicals, I know, and they're fringe, but their voices are louder uh, than I think many people give them credit for. But some people would cheer. Trump deserves it. I can almost hear it now. Nancy Pelosi said the 25th Amendment should be invoked. We just decided, says some radical leftist, probably media figure, working at Vox or something, Maybe Trump should, there'll be some in-depth study. Maybe Trump should have been abducted. Maybe they weren't wrong. But this stuff, of course, is wrong. But what's even worse than that, no, it's not worse than that. What's equally as bad as this is to continue to inflame the situation politically for political purposes and to continue a narrative here, which Governor Gretchen Whitmer does yesterday from the podium talking about now, this is a little bit hard to hear, but I'm going to play a little bit about this. But basically, blaming President Trump for inspiring and motivating this. This is, again, her press conference announcing uh, the report that she was being targeted by a group of, I've seen six and 13 individuals. I'm, again, I'm not entirely sure. When information uh, comes out on something like this, uh, sometimes there's it takes a while for the, the dust to settle, but it appears that there's people either partnering with or being trained by, inspired by something, militia uh, group that's targeting Gretchen Whitmer and was planning to kidnap, abduct, potentially harm, and God forbid, uh, even... Uh, fatally harm her it's just unclear exactly what was uh, the specifics were but it's bad terrible this is way past uh, just political disagreements at this point we've crossed the line into a whole nother whole nother realm but listen in response to this in response to this she's actually blaming the president i want you to listen to this soundbite of her little press conference yesterday where she talks about this again it's a little bit hard to hear And, uh, but it's, uh, I want to play this soundbite, so here it is. Okay, now it's not, give me a second here. There we go. ...and refused to condemn white
1: supremacists and hate groups like these two Michigan militias. Stand back and stand by, he told them. Stand back and stand by. Patriots
0: heard the president's words not as a rebuke, but as a rallying cry, as a call to action. When our leaders... Okay. Okay, so that was her comments. They are, again, a little bit hard to hear. But basically what she said was this is President Trump's comments. Basically, you know, Essentially, Trump does not condemn white supremacists. Of course, he's done this multiple times. Almost countless times, she says that his comments serve as a rallying cry. So he's rallying his troops, effectively, according to Gretchen Whitmer here, who's a governor, state of Michigan. This is stupid, stupid comments here. In fact, maybe we should play. It's a couple minutes long, but there's a a montage of I think there's twenty. 20 times that President Trump, in this particular montage, has disavowed white supremacist groups and individuals. 20 times. Media every time acting as though Trump has never done it. Media, sometimes the same media where Trump has said the comment, disavowing these radical hate groups, which he's done again multiple times, they act as though they didn't hear it, Maybe it was even on their own networks. They still, they haven't heard it. They haven't heard it. They don't understand it. They think he's not condemning these groups, even though he's done it multiple times. And now Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer now shows or says that there are, uh, these things have been inspired by the rallying cry of President Trump. The rallying cry of President Trump. I guess there's a dog whistle that says, let's kidnap the governor of Michigan. I mean, it's it's just silly where we've gotten ourselves. This is not an accurate depiction of reality. It is reprehensible. It is evil. It is it has no place in America, in a constitutional republic, in a civil society. Plans to abduct, kidnap, maybe worse the governor of a state, but to say that Trump is using this, that his his words are a rallying cry against this or that in favor of this, I guess, behavior is both dangerous, reprehensible and candidly stupid and idiotic. So anyway, going to take a time out here, but this is where we stand in 2020. Lots more to get to here on this busy Friday you're listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. For the break, I had mentioned Trump's uh, – they, they still – they, the media, they, the Democrat Party, they – Joe Biden, they, Kamala Harris, who's licking her wounds after getting thumped on Wednesday night by a very prepared, very calm, very uh, strategic Mike Pence dismantling her. That was just an embarrassment to the Democrat Party. Again, I don't I said this to my wife. What is so scary? And look, I do not mean that I know that this is this this is this is going to sound like a bit of a contradiction here. It is not personal for me. It politics this this is not personal and I I really do on a regular basis steer clear of, of a personal attack. But I so I'm going to make a statement that I made yesterday about Kamala Harris. And I don't mean this to – I'm going to talk about her personally, I guess in a sense, her personality, but I don't mean this as a personal assault. I'm just saying in a world where these superficial things matter, right? I mean she was chosen. Biden told us that what qualified her to be his vice presidential running mate was that she is a black female and she's a radical leftist. That's basically the criteria Biden gave us. And by the way, that's that's bad. We shouldn't. Uh, you, you should find the running mate. Of course, this is living in a bit of a idealistic world, but you should look for a running mate that you think is best qualified for the job. But that's not what this is about. Of course, this is about trying to um, basically patronize groups of people and to to get their votes. That's what this is about. And it's I've got no problem with a black woman president, vice president, none of that, none of that. But it turns out that what matters more to me is the are the ideas that the individual has, not not their race and gender and something else. And that's just in this world of politics. It's so, so superficial, right? They want to criticize Trump's personality constantly. And it's I mean, it's to a certain degree, fair game, although it's way, way, way out of bounds as far as how much they've done this incessantly for for years now. So it's in that light that I'm saying this. I don't mean this personally to her. I just mean from a political perspective. Why I don't understand why more people just don't point out the obvious, which is she is not – maybe in person she's great. I don't know. But the facial expressions, the condescending tone – I mean she's, she comes across as incredibly arrogant, incredibly unlikable, and just condescending and rude in a very – if we had these – if she was this way personally, the average person listening to my voice right now would think, man, I don't, I don't really want to be around that. And again, maybe there's just something – I'm not trying to – I really am not trying to personally tear her down. I'm just saying – that that is what we see that is what I think is glaringly obvious and I don't know how in the world when they chose her other than simply saying she's a black female radical leftist I don't know what they thought she was going to do to help the Harris Biden ticket and yes I did that on purpose the Harris Biden ticket they did it why can't I so I just I, – I watch this stuff transpire and so forth, and to me it's it's just right there for everyone to see, but it do, I don't feel like many people want to say it. I don't know if they're afraid because she's a woman, because she's black, because she's – I don't know. It's not for any of those reasons that I say it. I just think it's glaringly obvious that she's not uh, a likable politician, a personality on that on that debate stage. It's just not – it doesn't it's not a it doesn't feel good to to watch her reactions and the way that she uh <laughs> the way that she communicates. It's just not. And it's it's coming from a position that I think of condescension, arrogance, um, anger. You talk about, you know, we're conservative, not bitter. I sense that there's a lot of bitterness, even rage at times coming from. Um, And I've watched her. It wasn't just this last debate. I've I've thought this for a long, long time when she was running for the Democratic nomination for president anyway. So beginning back to what we were talking about before the break, Gretchen Whitmer saying that President Trump's words, he's he's basically rallying people to take extreme actions around this country. Right, fringe groups, folks that are racist, part of hate groups, part the, uh, groups that are you know uh, that that are, that are looking to President Trump, and there's these dog whistles and secret codes and words that he's going to use to inspire them to take acts of acts of evil and violence against Americans, apparently including even governors. Now, that was essentially what Gretchen Whitmer was saying, and so it leads to. The conversation about Trump and how the left and the media, and again, all the folks I mentioned earlier, from Kamala Harris to uh, Joe Biden to the folks in the media, other Democratic leaders, Nancy Pelosi, etc., how they say that the president has refused to condemn white nationalists, white supremacists, racists, and all these sorts of things. And that's absolutely unequivocally not the case. So someone here and I've got this uh this is a montage put to some uh, put together by someone I found it on YouTube Mr. J is is where this is and he's put together a 3 minute clip of Trump disavowing racism and hate groups and so forth and this these some of these clips go way back to even the 2000 the first one does and then some of them are even recent you'll hear and I think they're in chronological order here I just want you to hear this. Remember, Biden says at the beginning of this video, Biden says that the president refuses to do exactly what he's been doing here throughout this video. So listen to this montage.
1: He has yet once to condemn white supremacy, the neo-Nazis. He hasn't condemned the darn thing. You've got David Duke just joined, a bigot, a racist. A problem. Would you, I'm not looking to repudiate for, David Duke. Sure. Uh, David Duke and robocalls are out again, the white supremacist movement supporting you. Uh, do you I have any know. words for that? Well, I disavow. David Duke endorsed me? Okay. All right. I disavow. Okay. When well, we looked at it and looked at the question, I disavowed David Duke. So I've disavowed David Duke all weekend long on Facebook, on Twitter, and really? obviously it's never enough. So are you prepared right now to make a clear and unequivocal statement renouncing the support of all white supremacists? Of course I am. Of course I am. When Chris joined, we had a news conference, and they asked me the exact same question. I said, I disavow. I disavowed then. I disavowed today on ABC with George Stephanopoulos. I disavowed again. Uh, David Duke is a bad person who I disavowed on numerous occasions over the years. I totally disavow. The Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. Ultimately, he got to the Ku Klux Klan, which obviously I'm going to disavow. I've rejected David Duke, rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. David Duke is saying to his supporters and followers, vote for Donald Trump. White supremacists are saying, vote, Do you want those votes? No, I don't want them, and I don't want him to say it. And you yeah, don't want, I want the supporters. No, I don't want anything. I, what, what do you think, think of white times? supremacists, by the way? I don't like any group of hate. David Duke announced his Senate candidacy, claiming your agenda. Are you ready before you ask the question? Newt Gingrich said, every Republican should repudiate this guy, I no matter, it. matter what it takes. And I do. Rebuked. Is that okay? Rebuked. Rebuked. Done. Done. Do you want white supremacists to vote for you? No, I don't at all. Not at all.
0: His campaign is denouncing a show of support from the KKK's official newspaper, as in the Ku Klux Klan.
1: In the same New York Times interview, he denounced white supremacists. He denounced the neo-Nazis who support him. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK. Neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and you had people, and I'm not talking about the Neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. I spoke out forcefully against hatred, bigotry, and violence, and strongly condemned the Neo-Nazis, the white supremacists, and the KKK.
0: President Donald Trump signed a congressional joint resolution that condemns white supremacy, Neo-Nazis, and other hate groups.
1: In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry and white supremacy. Any group of hate, I don't like it. Any group of hate, I am, whether it's white supremacy, whether it's any other kind of supremacy, whether it's Antifa, whether it's any group of hate, I am very concerned about it and I'll do something about it.
0: Okay. I mean, (laughs) I don't know what else they want. I mean, I do know what they want. They want to biden victory that's what they want that's what this is ultimately about and they'll continue to ask the question they'll continue to act as though president trump has never disavowed one white supremacist or one hate group or the kkk or any neo-nazi group or whatever they'll continue to act as though they're utterly confused by this president trump uh, they'll, they'll act as though he's never once condemned this group or that group or what have you. And um, this is how the game is played. And this is why I tell you that the media, in my opinion, ultimately it's the ideology that's, that's the most dangerous. But the media creates a path for people to accept this ideology unwittingly many times because people get distracted by the false narrative, which is Trump hasn't condemned Neo-Nazis, we don't know if he's a white supremacist, so the folks are talking about that, and it's scaring groups of individuals around this country when Trump has clearly, unequivocally, repeatedly made denials, disavowed uh, groups, and all this sort of stuff. But they will never get this because they don't care to get it. They want to deceive you. These folks are professional deceivers. They are not paid to give you news. They are paid to persuade your opinion through the art of deception. That's what they do, and I've got to take a break. You're listening to the Home of Conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. It's for the reasons and the, the things that we talked about last segment. The deceitful media. It's because of the deceitful media, I should say, that I am thankful for the likes of Rush Limbaugh. Rush is uh, has means more to me than I can express and explain to you. Rush Limbaugh is the reason that I am that I do this today. There's a couple of inspirations, but there's three actually. But one, the one that is front and center, the other two might surprise you. But the one that does this, that created this genre, that put talk radio on the map is Rush Limbaugh. The one who stood firmly against uh, and exposed these uh, deceitful individuals in the media, these radical politicians Rush was the precursor to the Tea Party movement to uh, you know conservative bloggers, conservative news sources, even to Fox News. Rush stood alone against this for a long, long time, and we owe a huge debt of gratitude to rush and I bring him up because <laughs> because today, and I love this. I love this. you won't hear me talking about anyone else's program um but Rush is going to be having Trump. Now, it says as a guest host. I, I'm not entirely sure how this is going to work. So Rush is having Trump as a guest host. Trump tweets out, looking forward to speaking with the great Rush and guests. So Rush or Trump is going to be taking phone calls. It From the sounds of things, I think Rush will be still there. I don't think it's just Trump, but maybe it is. It's not entirely clear, but... Russia is gonna have him basically have I think the whole effectively three hours of of his program. And that's why this is this is good because of reasons I just shared last segment. because we're dealing with professional deceivers, because we're dealing with people who still don't believe Trump has condemned white supremacist groups and hate groups and so forth because people still including, this week on Wednesday, Kamala Harris misrepresenting in the, the statements that she cited of Trump. She's misrepresenting what he actually said. Going back to comments in Charlottesville, you know that Biden says the moment he decided to run for president was when he heard Trump's reaction and response to what happened in, in Charlottesville. And if you read what Trump said about that and then you listen to what they say Trump said about that, it's two totally different things. So – this is fantastic, where Trump can go straight to millions of people, millions of people through Russia's program directly. I say, fine, you want to you do virtual debates? Now, they've since have rescheduled this. They've, they've canceled this idea of a stupid virtual deba- uh, debate. Instead, they've re- uh, rescheduled the debate for, I think, October 22nd instead of October whatever it was, 15th or whatever whatever date it was. So they've moved that debate. But look, fine. Do your little petty games. Play your make-believe virtual campaigns and so forth. I'm going to, Trump says, get out there and in front of of, of as many people as I can, unfiltered and uninterrupted by deceitful folks in the media. And I'm going to go straight to the American people. And this is a great idea. So this is fantastic. Rushes on from noon to three and... Um, hopefully you can can catch part of this uh it should be it should be entertaining and i'm going to try to catch i i can never listen anymore just because of um you know what's involved in there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes are growing and developing the program but i'm telling you i'm going to check out as much of this today as i can trump will be guest hosting or having a virtual uh, rally on rush's program today the rush limbaugh show so this should be entertaining and good and God bless. I am so grateful that we have these other platforms for communication. Otherwise, otherwise the conservative message would be relegated to the back corner of the room because the media is doing everything in its power from keeping that message from getting out and from being properly understood. Got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. back i want to shift gears a little bit here as we're getting towards the end of the week i know how this must make you feel and i can understand but never fear you can catch the program on uh, other archives of the program at ToddUffShow.com slash listen by the way we're streaming the program live on our website now so you don't have to tune in to the facebook police or the you can you can watch us there Uh, but you don't have to worry about them Polling us for some reason, you can check us out at ToddHubShow.com. But um, I'm going to shift gears here and talk a little bit about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, <laughs> I tell you what, Joe Biden, Oz said this to me during the break, and this is, this is funny. Oz, good job. She said, Joe Biden doesn't want us to get the cures for cancer, Alzheimer's, or diabetes, until after he's elected, he also doesn't want us to know if he's going to pack the courts. That's right. So he's asked. Think about this. This is a this is a very important issue. You know, if if you're going to change the Supreme Court from nine to justices to eleven, or if I'm being honest, it's probably going to be they probably would go for 13 folks, because if Amy Coney Barrett is nominated, excuse me, confirmed. That's going to be six. I mean, I put a question mark because Roberts is included in those six, but that's six to three, at least uh, the possibility of six people who actually care what the Constitution says and what the law says instead of just creating out of whole cloth what they want the law to say. That would be the other three, the radical leftists uh, remaining on that uh, on that court. So they want to have a seven, six majority. So, I mean, a 6-5 majority puts them back where they were uh, before Trump. So anyhow, they are it, – it seems relevant, does it not, to know if you win President uh, – no, no, Vice President Biden, if the Harris-Biden administration becomes a reality, are you going to pack the court? And he refuses to answer this. He also, by the way, refuses to – Give us a list of his Supreme Court picks. Trump's done this. I mean, Trump's list is long now, but Trump's every time picked from picked from his list. None of this has been a shock to anybody. If they want to dig up dirt on somebody, go to the list. Go for it. Remember, this is Amy Coney Barrett is standing up there or sitting up there. This starts on Monday, by the way, her hearing. They need to confirm Amy Coney Barrett. This needs to be done. There's no reason not to. She is one That um, interprets the Constitution as written. She doesn't become a legislator from the bench. And that is, folks, the only thing to be concerned with. Does she have the temperament and does she interpret the law instead of create it? That's all. That's what you need. You need nine people like that. You need zero people that want to legislate from the bench or make what they say law because they simply want it to be. Uh, be that way this is how liberalism is advanced it is the most i think the most dangerous uh, tool is to ha- or the most dangerous weapon in the liberal arsenal is a liberal activist supreme court justice so biden's asked about if he's going to pack the court and this is his response
1: Some of you have covered international politics before the rest of the world's looking at us it's an embarrassment It's a pure
0: embarrassment. got to stop.
1: They'll know my opinion in court packing when the election is over. Now, look, I know it's a great question. You all, and I don't blame you for asking. But you know, the moment I answer that question, the headline in every one of your papers will be about that. Other than, other than focusing on what's happening now, the election has begun. There's never been a court appointment once an election has begun. But four million or so people. Have-
0: okay, there you go. Not going to answer your question because that'll be the headline. <laughs> that'll be the headline. So not only do we have to wait for Biden to be elected to cure cancer, to cure Alzheimer's, to cure diabetes, and to probably cure COVID as well. We'll see what he decides to do with that. Not only do we have to wait for all that to happen until after he's president and not only do we have to wait to get his supreme court uh picks until after the election why don't you list it i mean if you think biden that we should wait until the after the election to you know let you have a pick if you know if you win in this scenario that you're creating here hopefully just in your mind but if you win and you're going to name a Supreme Court justice, tell us who it would be. Give us a couple. Give us five. Give us three. Give us one. He won't even tell us. He says, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you if I'm going to pack the court because it's going to take attention from the fact that she shouldn't be nominated. Well, let me tell you something, Joe Biden. There's nothing that you can do to stop the confirmation process. I'm not. Who knows? Something could stop the confirmation process, but it's not Joe Biden. You know who can stop the confirmation process? The Senate. That's who can stop it at this point. Trump has done his constitutional duty in nominating a Supreme Court justice. The Senate says we're going to take this up and we're going to have hearings and presumably confirm this justice, Amy Coney Barrett, making her uh, the newest justice on the United States Supreme Court. And the only thing that can stop that... Are the senators who are voting through America? I mean, it could be through public opinion and pressure. Sure. But it's not because Joe Joe Biden can't do anything about this. So why don't you tell us what you can do something about, which if you're president, you can stack the court. Will you do that? He doesn't want to tell you because we know the answer and it's not what Americans want to hear. Got to take a break. Be back here to wrap up in just a minute. back i don't have the time but i think we've played it on here before biden really did he's really has promised to cure cancer alzheimer's and diabetes in his first term as president god forbid as president of the united states he really has said that and so it's true. In fact, Pedals may make an infographic today that shows the things you'll have to wait to learn about Joe Biden and how he's going to govern, excuse me, well, govern as president. You have to wait to see how he's going to cure cancer, diabetes, all Alzheimer's, how he's going to end COVID, who he'd nominate to the Supreme Court, and now if he'd pack that court. So anyway, folks, I've got to go have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. SDGC Monday. Take care.